0: Awesome guest today. Her name is Petia Kolobova and she is an alignment women's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. Yes, yes, please. Her mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Petia gives an immense clarity plus exact steps to unlock women's divine feminine and abundance mindset. Through subconscious work as a certified breathwork facilitator, Reiki, NLP, and human design practitioner, she leads her six and seven-figure clients to their next level in life and business. If she's not interviewing fellow experts on her own podcast and a podcast, unapologetically abundant, traveling the world with her husband, hosting retreats or reading, you will find her in nature, disconnecting from the world, connecting even deeper to herself. guys, this is going to be such an awesome conversation. And even if you aren't at that six or seven figure mark yet, do not shut this off. This is the stuff that will take you to those next levels. So let's turn it over to our chat. All right, Petty, I am so excited to have you on the show. We were chatting a bit before this, and this is going to be a powerhouse of an episode. So
1: before we dig into it, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited, and I love. I don't know if you're posting the videos, but I love that you're like black and white. Like, oh yeah, you have a black mic, I have a white mic, I have a white clothes, you have black clothes. It's so nice. The flow, like really encompassing everything. That's what I see for for us. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited
0: for this. So before we dig into um, the really good stuff, fill us in really quickly, so our listeners have a better understanding of who you are, how you got here, what what's a little bit more about your story? How did you get into all of this work? Just
1: all the good stuff that we want to know. Such a powerful question. And I love that you're asking it, you know, because it's so easy to look at people where they are today, right? And yeah. then compare ourselves and say like, oh, must be nice, must be nice to live. Right now we're living in tropical Tulum, so whites and beaches, Caribbean, cool. you know. And so it's so easy to look at you know my podcast my instagram my business and say oh must be nice for her living you know by the beach and having multiple six-figure business an amazing husband and people get to see the whole journey the whole story and also see like the gap how did i get where i am because like you said, like I look at your social media, right? It's so beautiful. Go and look at my website, look at my social media, my podcast, Unapologetically Abundant. And that's not the whole story. That's where I am today, not who I wear. Like yeah. the unpronounceable name and my accent, it's from very small town in Czech Republic. That's where I was raised and born. And that's where I stay until I was 20 years old. And I always felt like I didn't belong. Mm. I couldn't believe that this is it to life. I grew up in scarcity and it wasn't scarcity like what you can imagine in like third world country, when you don't have shoes and you don't have a food and you don't have a running water, that's different, right? That's poverty. That is not scarcity. That's a big difference, right? Because you can have a million dollars in your bank account and still live in scarcity. And that's how I felt there. Like we were like a medium class growing up, but my parents were always both working, always busy. So my grandma, you know, uh, invested a lot of time to be with me, but I always felt like unseen unheard and also like really like not being able to express myself my stepfather was very aggressive he was physically mentally abusive and all of that when it's happening when we're little kids we start to forming these beliefs and create the stories of who we are and who we, we deserve right So I I grew up in a scarcity of of feeling like I don't matter. People don't have enough time for me because if I would matter, they would create the time. Right. And then also scarcity of people around me. Like there is not enough time. There's not enough money. I don't have enough energy. It's like scarcity. It's thinking there is not enough. Yeah. Right. And it's like everyone comparing themselves with others and it can really get a toll on you. Like when I was 18, I was depressed. I ran away from home from my stepfather. My mother, you know, went on his side back then because she didn't want to break the family. So um, I ran away with ex-boyfriend who was, you know, physically abusive and who just was, it's like you go into what is familiar, not what is good for you, what is safe for you, but you go into what is familiar. Mm -hmm. So that's how I was growing up. And when I was 18 and ran away from home, I attempted for suicide. Because I thought like, hey, if this is life, I don't want to live it. Mm -hmm. Like people living for a weekend, people not valuing themselves, people being in toxic relationships, you know, it's, it was so heavy on me that I'm like, if I'm meant to do this, I don't want it. And so there was 18 and then as you can tell, like I wasn't successful. I, I woke up on a hospital bed and uh, my boyfriend back then told me that I'm like hysterical and why I'm doing like a theater. He didn't think I meant it. He thought that, you know, he, and, he finished early in the work. And so he was like three hours earlier because a machinery broke. And that's why he found me. But he was like, No, you knew. How, yeah, like I knew that machine will break in your work and you will come home early, right? Oh my God. So um, that's what I was like working through the first two decades of my life depression, anxiety, feeling unworthy, unlovable, antidepressant um, that made me feel even more depressed, eating disorder for two decades. And mm. I started to run, like physically, you know. I was running, but also like running away, running away from problems, running away from doubt and fears. And I moved from Czech Republic to London, from London to Spain, from Spain to United States. You know. Wow. So I was just feeling that if I move, then my life will be better. Well, what we learned throughout our journeys: wherever you go, there you are. Right. Yeah. You yeah. will bring the same feelings and that's what happened like and then I was almost 30 and then I felt again okay, miserable my life on the outside looked amazing because what happened is that I um when I was like around you know age 30 I was um working in a corporate I had a great job I was married to, and then some guy I was doing fitness competitions so I had like six pack and, and you know like amazing on the picture body um, but I was feeling so empty struggling mm-hmm. with eating disorder narcissistic husband and nobody saw what's happening behind the closed door so that was the time like something has to change I cannot do this any longer and thankfully I found Louise Hay, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Tony Robbins, Dr. Wayne Dyer, um, Les Brown and people like that who became my online mentors and they brought me what I truly needed to keep going the hope and the motivation because oh we, know that, we can't live. Yeah. Okay.
0: I love this so much. I want to unpack so many different things. You mentioned scarcity a few different times, and I love that you've walked that you've been that you've lived that. Um, Cause that's what we're going to dig into today. I really want to help our listeners unpack that and understand what that is and what it looks like and how it, how it, just comes up in life and how it's impacting you if you are living in that headspace. Um, but I think it's so powerful to remember you guys, what you see, the successful people, I'm doing like air quotes, the successful people that you see living a life that you're like, oh my gosh, just like she was mentioning, oh, it's so easy for her. She's just got it all together. She's figured it all out. She, whatever. Most of them have walked through some big junky crap. they've had to figure out they've had to learn through they've had to grow through they've had to really dark stuff that have that it's led them to the light and i think that's such a powerful reminder that what we're seeing is hope of what can be sure if it's possible for you to walk through that and then to be where you are it's absolutely possible for everyone and i think that's so powerful and I'm grateful that you shared your whole story because that just brings a whole new perspective to what you're going to bring to the table today and the advice and the knowledge that you have to share with our listeners. Um, so a couple things you mentioned scarcity. And, and I think a lot of people, when they think scarcity, they think money. Mm-hmm. I think when they think scarcity mindset, oh, there's not enough. There's never going to be enough. If If I get it, it's going to go away. Like all of these fears, all of these things that drive your thoughts and your actions and your beliefs. But I love that you also mentioned scarcity of time, of love, of, it goes so much bigger than just money. And I've never really thought about that before.
1: Hmm. isn't it beautiful that we can always like learn and expand? Oh yeah. You? So when you say like, what, what is really scarcity? I feel like the scarcity, it, it's not enough, feeling that yeah. there is not enough to go around. And like you said, it is money, but it's also your health, time, love, relationship, success. Like when we are feeling that there is not enough in the world
0: yeah. and
1: then we are limiting ourselves into what is possible, then we think like, oh, it's, she can do it because, right? And then we give million excuses why we cannot do that. And it comes back into our belief. What do we ultimately believe about ourselves and about our world around us? Because if you feel that people will take advantage of you, that people are jealous of you and that if you have money or if you have success, people will take it away from you. Well, that's what you will be experiencing. I believe the more money I have, the more I can serve, the more I can help, the more I can impact. So I'm always like so... I don't want to say strike but I'm so very unapologetic about my clients It's their responsibility it's their duty to make a lot of money, because when good people made good money we create great things we can shift the world. And it's truly about like, you know, talking about scarcity, we can look on the other side on abundance, again, black and white, it's the wholeness, it's the yin and yang. So if we're not in scarcity, where are we? We're in abundance. And the abundance is the richness of life. Yes, it can be money. Of course, women come to me and they're like, oh, I want to make 10k months regularly, right? And I want to Move to Tulum, Costa Rica, Bali, whatever are these all exotic places that we all love, right? Most of us love. Some people are like hometown people, not beach people, but just my clients are usually like tropical beach because that's who I am, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so it's it's just really looking at the richness of your life. What do you have already? Abundance, so there is no scarcity in nature at all. So abundance is to feel the richness of life. It can be expressed as money, of course, but it's also the abundance of peace, abundance of health, abundance of support, abundance of friends, abundance of love. Even if you have a pet, like there is abundance right there, whatever pet you have, right? I don't know if you can kind of like, like the like tarantulas and, and like snakes oh, you no. <laughs> know, could but you know like each to their own I, I love cuddling my dog um, but it's it's true abundance it's when you live in the here and now and you truly embrace the journey because you know like no matter where I was in my journey in the past I lived in what I call the when land. When mm. I have the money, then I will be happy. When I have the clients, then I will be happy. When I have the relationship, when I get engaged, when I get married, when I get pregnant, like when, 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 right? Yeah. That's a scarcity because you feel that what is, it's not good enough. And how would it feel like to you? And maybe like me, you were told, like, who do you think you are? You're not enough. I, I know how it feels and it sucks. But imagine you are saying this to, and it doesn't have to be like saying it can be just unconscious, like, yeah. oh, I made only, a, a, you know, $2,000 this month, only for some people that's a year salary. Yeah, right. Um, I, I had only this and that, or my friend only called me for 10 minutes. Right, it's like looking at what is missing instead of celebrating what is, yeah. whatever that is, because that will open up the door to even more richness. You cannot be going through the life on complaining what you don't have and and have more. It's it's it doesn't work. Whether you are a believer of love attraction or not, it doesn't matter. But your energy and focus, all of that, it's explained also scientifically in quantum fields, you know, truly what you're focusing on, you will get more of. So you get to do the choice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is so powerful. And I love that you brought up, like, there is that sweet spot of allowing yourself to want more, to desire more, to want to grow, to want to expand and being appreciative of exactly where you're at, what you've been blessed is, blessed with, what you have right in front of you. I feel like lots of times it's like, it's that either, or you're either feeling like if I want more then that means I'm not grateful for what I have and who am I to want more when I have my necessities. I think a lot of people struggle with that is like feeling that guilt or that selfishness around desiring more than quote unquote, what they need how would you help someone through that? I love that you already brought up like the more I have, the more I can give, the more I can serve, the more I can contribute because I had to walk through some of this myself. And Mm -hmm. that is what helped me more than anything else. Mm -hmm. I was like, and for me personally, I was like, okay, logically, like it doesn't even make sense that it's selfish to want more because if I am so freaking stressed and strung out over my own bills, my own family's necessities, the things that I need, I can't even look five feet ahead of me as far as like helping other people. And so it took me taking control of my own situation so that I could create that sense of security and okay, I can breathe. And now since I can breathe and everything that we need is covered now, how can I expand even more to help other people, to help them create this, to help them feel the security. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I had to I had to walk through some of my own money mindset crap. That is for dang (laughs) sure. We are taking a TV time out to give you a free goodie today. If you are in network marketing, if you're building a team, if you are mentoring people and need to onboard them to be successful, I am giving you my free team checklist. This is what I use personally to onboard my new coaches to help simplify the process. And it is duplicatable team wide. So if you're feeling overwhelmed with recruiting, if you don't feel confident bringing in your new team members and helping them be successful, this is any organization, any network, you can tweak this and customize it but it's a really solid framework so that you can have confidence recruiting and building the empire that you want to build. Go to micafolsomfitcom slash team checklist to grab this freebie.
1: I oh, feel man. like all we do, you know, like how many of us really like who are listening right now, let us know. You can tag me, Mika on, on uh, you know, Instagram and let us know, like, how were you brought up with money? Like, were yeah. you talking about money? I never was. We never talk about money in my in my family. My stepfather was corrupted cop, you know, like on a border. So I thought that bad people have money and good people like my grandma, they're poor. Like yeah. that's the contrast that I saw in my life. So what yeah. are your beliefs? But the thing, it's really like learning that there is really no scarcity they really it's not there's like news will tell you like there's nothing of this and that and that it's to create that survivor it's to yeah, create that, that fear, fear. Because yeah. people who are in fear are easily manipulated right yeah yep. because if you're in peace if you are well rested if you can have some food on your table then you're not going to be in fear like i will die tomorrow right yeah But sometimes, you know, not going into the politics or anything, but like, I don't have a TV for 11 years in my home for a reason. I don't listen to the news because it's, it's not where the true truth is, you know? Yeah. So it's about recognizing that the more you can circulate the money, like I see money and you know, like abundance, it's, we can go into like all other abundances of health relationships, happy to go into that. And most people like they're like I don't want to be in survivor I don't want to be struggling with how do I pay my rent so tia, let's get on the money right so with money they're like I like my journey like yours I had to like ha- have to be like shaken to my core and see the yeah. scarcity You know, when I ran away from home, I was like surf couching and my friends, like I didn't have a home. I didn't have a money. Like even moving to United States, there were times that at the beginning of my journey here, I had $10 to my name. I'm like, am I going to buy food or am I going to put the gas in my car? You know, now it's just like we are doing multiple five figures every month. And it's, it's, I've been in the contrast, so I know how it feels when you're in Survivor. And like you said, when you're in Survivor and like, can I buy food? Can I pay the rent? You cannot look past that. And you cannot even like choose anything and see anything for yourself. You cannot see the opportunities. You cannot see the possibilities because you're like blinded like the horses, right? Like you see just right in front of you. And that's just like, here, don't look what's all around you. So it's very important that you like take that off, take that mask off and see about the possibilities inside of you. And I always invite my clients to like start seeing the abundance. One, start to see abundance, even if it's not money. Like, what do you have abundance of? Like, do you have abundance of smiles, hugs, cattle with your dog? Is there abundance of nature when you look outside of your window? Is there abundance of air? Do you have to be freaking out if you can breathe tomorrow or if the sun will come up and down? You don't have to, you trust to, so you have to have the trust in your life too, just so you can relax. Because if your nervous system it's like overboard, you won't be able to see anything else. Like Albert Einstein was saying, that you cannot create the solution from the place of where the problem was created.
0: Yeah, I love that.
1: Get yourself in a safe space that you can see the abundance, and it's not about like saying like, oh, you relax and there will be 10K on your account. It's not that, but you just get to relax and soften so you can see the opportunities. And so you can really see where you truly are. Like that was so huge for me to look where I truly am because I had no relationship with money. Like I was saying I want more money and then I was treating it literally like a booty call. Like now I want you. Now I don't. Now I care. Now I don't care, you know? Yeah. So I didn't know what was my debt. I didn't know how much, like you see the paycheck, but then, you know, it's direct deposit and things are going in and out and you go shopping and you go eat out and you just don't care until there is not enough for all the things (laughs) that you want to be doing. Then you're tapping into the credit card. It's so easy to swipe it and not know. Yeah. If you would be treated right now, the way you're treating your money, would you like that? That was like such a huge like turning point for me because I would not. Yeah. I would not want to be treated this way, like without respect, without love, without communication. It was just like, like something dirty to put into the corner. So I had to change my relationship to my beliefs, to my past, to the money, to what true abundance really is and then also change my relationship to death because you know many of us like credit cards uh student loans car loans like all these things right we feel so guilty and the the energy the vibration of the guilt it's so low it's like shame and guilt and these are the lowest vibrations, you know, along with the apathy and depression and, you know, fear on the conscious scale, on the energetic scale. So if you can move, even if you move to the anger, you're already better off. You can be angry at the banks. You can be angry that you didn't take care of your finances, but then you're energetically feeling better. So start like raising that vibration into hope and opportunities and possibilities and get really very clear Like my mentor years ago, he told me like, how much you're like spending every month? I was like, I don't know. He was like, okay, take two months worth. I don't know if it was two or three months, but it was crazy because like I printed out all of my debit cards, credit cards, because you know, you put everything everywhere. You don't know where, what goes. Yeah. Printed it all out and highlighted it, what I'm investing in, what, how much am I putting in groceries? Now, of course I do it on an Excel spreadsheet, but back then everything manually. And I was shocked. I didn't know how much I was investing in being outside. I didn't know how much I was investing in clothes and gifts for my friends because I felt unlovable. All Mm. those beliefs. Like I would be like the light of the party because I would pay for the party and I would pay (laughs) people for like clothes and vacations and everything because I felt like unlovable and that I don't belong. So if I can pay for everything, people will like me. Yeah. You know, so shifting your beliefs, looking at your reality, look at the reality with money and what we do with my husband regularly, it's doing money dates. So if you're in relationship, you cannot expect that you, you know, text your beloved one once a month or once in six months and they will be sitting there in the corner waiting for you happily ever after, right? (laughs) So I started to treat the same way my money. We have a weekly date. Sometimes if we are, we're traveling, we host retreats and events. You know, we just finished our Soulful Success Mastermind here in Tulum. So I I didn't have a space and energy to do my money date on Sunday. So we did it this morning. Like if something really matters to you, you will create the space and get really clear, you know? So tell us more about this money date. Is that
0: when you're like tracking your stuff, like figuring, like what, what is that exactly?
1: Um, first of all, I can happily send you, I have a freebie awesome. for you. That a paid, uh, it's a, it's a module for my paid course that literally 10 times my income and help countless of my clients
0: awesome.
1: change their relationship with money, but also have like actionable, practical steps on how to call in the money and how to treat their money that they have right now. So when we do the money date, um, what do you mention? It's a part of it um to know where we exactly are but the more important thing it's like when you go on a date well you prepare right it's not like oh let's go and you don't put something nice or you don't prepare the environment so when we do it with my husband we play music we put some incense we put some candles so it's something we look forward to we make some snacks or smoothies because i did it the way you say and it sucked I don't. I, it probably. I love being feminine, and I I don't like spreadsheets, and I don't like <laughs> that. Um. So I I tried that to track my investment and income, and it was terrible. I I resented it, and I didn't want to do it. Now, when we create it as a beautiful date, we sit down. We are in a bed. We you know, like I said, candles, crystals, incenses. I have a special journal for my money. So I write a letter to money you know, to thank it for the abundance of the week, share how I feel. Maybe there were some triggers when I started uh, our money dates. It was more of like a forgiveness letter. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm ignoring you. I'm so open and excited to create the relationship. It was really like a, I'm like, I suck. Let's get <laughs> together, you know, like honest place where you are. And then we like write down what are our short-term goals, what are our long-term goals? Because, You know, and also like going into because I also study over four years human design, you know, which is a beautiful art of that blends like astrology, numerology, quantum physics, Vedic chakras, it's basically your body graph who you were designed to be. Mm -hmm. So we are not all wired same for some of us it's good to be specific so for some of us we're non-specific so we gotta go general so you will get to ask yourself like how do you manifest and how do you create things easily is it through writing things down and be very specific and and making a vision boards and Pinterest boards and and five-year plan. Or if you think about it, just about being specific, you're tired, overwhelmed, and you cannot do that because that's a non-specific manifestor and those get to be just general. So you can have general idea, like I'm going... I'm going for three months vacation of a year. If I'm specific, I will say I'm spending a week in Greece, a week in Italy, I'm two months in Bali and I'm staying in a beautiful gorgeous villa that I see the sunset and I'm watching the beach and I'm swimming with dolphins in the morning like I'm specific. It's not for everyone. But really having the the, the knowingness of what will you do when you have more than enough money? Because when I started my money dates, oh my gosh, like almost five years ago, uh, um, my husband, uh, he was like, writing down the things and i look at him i'm like you are such a big thinker i'm like i just want to like i want to be able to get regular massage and pedicure and retire mom and sending money uh, monthly to my grandma and be able to eat all organic and have a private chef and private cleaner like you know more like in here and now and he was like millionaire house and whatever you know and I think it was like year or year and a half later. All the things that I wrote down, besides buying a home for my grandma, unfortunately she transitions, but I'm uh, planning to buy a home in Bali for you know disadvantaged kids. Uh, that's the only thing that I couldn't do, but everything that was on my list, I'm living it now. That's amazing. So that's the like the money date, and then we track our investment and our income and our projections. You know, so it's, it's truly creating relationship. It can take you 30 minutes. It can take you two hours. It's really up to you, but creating that will help you to feel safe and secure. Isn't it better to know like, okay, I am 30 K in debt and I can pay monthly $500 and it will take me x years to pay it versus spending, 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 and not knowing where the money is going and you are feeling insecure. So it's better to know and do something about it versus like being oblivious. It's so silly when people say ignorance is bliss. It's not, it's silly. It's not in any area of your life, you
0: know? Yeah. I love that too, because it really is. I feel like lots of times it's so much easier just to, Forget about your problems and like, just not worry about them and not look at the bank account and not open up the credit cards and not, not just, if I don't see it, I won't think about it, but really you're probably thinking about it way more because you don't have a game plan. You don't have a strategy. You don't have a direction of where you're going or how you're going to pay it down or what's actually going on, like the facts. So then you just create all of these stories. And most of the time, the stories are even more disempowering. And like hurting you than the actual real, like real situation that you're confronting. And so I love that you brought that up because when someone is sitting in a scarcity mindset, they're probably looking for proof and stories of why that is real, why that's true. There's not enough this. Oh, look, so and so lost their job. See, it's scarce. The things are scarce. Things are falling. Things are falling apart. If you can start to look for proof of abundance, I can promise you, you'll start to see them. And every time you see the proof, it builds your confidence around it. It builds your belief that, okay, maybe there is enough. Maybe there is more. Maybe there is plenty. Maybe, maybe I, when I want this, it's, it's not so bad. Like you just start to get curious about those things and it will start to shift just how you operate, how you see the world, how you think. It's so funny. Personally, um, we, we lived very frugally growing up. We always had what we needed. My, my dad worked so hard. He had a government job. He was kind of capped on income. My mom was always able to stay home with the kids, but it was, it was always like a, Oh, we can only do this. Oh, we can't do that. We can't like, it was a very, we knew we were kind of boxed in. Right. And that was okay. But looking back, how I grew up absolutely shifted, absolutely shaped and molded how I saw the world. Um, even like going to hotels, I I think about these things that were so normal, so normal. And just like what we did, we would go to hotels and before we would leave, we would get all of the samples, all of the extra toilet paper, all of the extra stuff. And we did totally fine. Like we did not need that but it was just that, like, I've got to grab it. If it's here, I've got to take it because it's not going to be. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's just so interesting to look back at some of those things and be like, oh my heavens. like Wow. And that really, and that's exactly how I saw the world. Like if it's here, I got to have it. If I went to a buffet, holy moly, I was eating eight plates because I had to get my freaking money's worth. Even if I left feeling sick, Yes. Why? Like why? But that is, that's how I was. And it's just, and I still to this day will start to like do little things. And I'm like, come on, Micah, like what? Cause it's so ingrained in like who, like my identity. And I wasn't even aware of those things. So I just love that we're having this conversation because becoming aware Is step one. You've got to know that these thoughts are even coming up, that you're seeing the world this way, that you have these stories that you're living by that really are not serving you in any way, shape, or form. Because if you're not aware, obviously you can't shift it or change it. So this is just such a powerful, powerful conversation. I'm so happy that you came on and shared so much of your wisdom with us. Um, where can our listeners find more of you, more of what you do, all of the good stuff if they want to get connected with you.
1: So my favorite place really where I'm the most, it's Instagram. So that's my name. And I know you will put it in the show notes because nobody can pronounce it. (laughs) And also my podcast, unapologetically abundant, you know, I have my podcast for over four years and I share a lot of my journey, my tools, bring amazing guests on. So that's where I am. Wonderful. Petya, thank you so much for taking time to be
0: with us from beautiful Tulum. How do you say that? I don't even know how to say it. Tulum. <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm jealous. It's getting cold here and I'm jealous that you're like surrounded. Where are you today. right now? I'm in Idaho.
1: That's cold. Yeah.
0: It is cold. I mean, it's, it's semi-nice right now, but we have a long winter ahead of us.
1: I just yeah I cannot do the winters. <laughs> I just like I'm here still like half naked in bikini okay? <laughs> unless I'm on interview and I gotta put something like on <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, you can always come visit us. That's we right. we're, we're moving back to states in mid November, but before that, I'm hosting some VIP experiences, and I have Amazing. also only three days event for women.
0: Awesome.
1: Empowerment. So, if you want to get warm up from Idaho, there we go. <laughs> you can just put on the bikini, and that's all you will need here, really.
0: <laughs> Light packing. I love it. That's my style. I love it so much. Thank you so much. Once again, you guys, if you found this helpful, listen to it again. I promise you, as you re listen to things like this, different thoughts and different ideas come to mind, and you become even more aware of these things, which I mentioned is so, so, so crucial in making any sort of changes in your life and improving and shifting and all of those things. And if you have any friends that you love, share it with them as well, because everyone will benefit from understanding this even better than they already do. So Patia, once again, thank you for being on and you guys will see you back here in another week. Bye.